Welcome to Steeping Around, sponsored by the Maya Tea Company. I am your host, Manish Shah, and we are talking all things tea. Joined today, as always, by Uber Glowing producer Terry Clark. Thank you. And why is Terry glowing? Uh, this is going to be one of the last shows where my last name is Clark. Indeed. Over the weekend, <laughs> Terry and her boyfriend Keith yep. got engaged. Yes, we did. In fact, yesterday he asked yep. me to marry him, and I said yes. So, yeah, in a few months, I won't be a Clark girl anymore. That's so awesome. And, <laughs> and your last name will be Labaw. Labaw. L-A-B-A-W, which is French, which means translate literally to over there. Up yonder. Oh, yeah. Labaw is over there. <laughs> nice. We love Keith. Keith is like a a member of the MIT company family by he proxy, is. and he gets to join us for many of the events that we throw. So yep. we are only too happy for producer Terry Clark. Thank you. And if Terry's upcoming nuptials do not get you energized, our topic today absolutely will. We are in the sixth in our series on green herbal teas. We have talked about herbal teas for many weeks now, red herbal teas, green herbal teas. And one thing in common has been the fact that the vast majority of herbal teas have no caffeine in them. Well, not so with yerba mate. It's a little stimulating. It's a lot stimulating, and I think that's why it's uh, so popular around here. It's very popular around here. In fact, today we are coming to you from our offices at the Maya Tea Company. Later in the show, we're going to have some of the youngins who love yerba mate so much and have them on the show and talk about their experiences. And I'm going to include my own as well with this unbelievable herbal tea. Cool. But to begin with, we're also going to talk about what it is, where it comes from, the history, the health benefits, and of course how you can make an excellent cup of yerba mate. So it's going to be quite a show. Yerba mate is actually a member of the holly family, and it only grows in South America, specifically Argentina, Brazil, Paraguay, and Uruguay. It's kind of a medium-sized tree, not very tall. I don't know if you call it a shrub. <laughs> probably. Know, probably. A little taller than a shrub, but not quite a tree. <laughs> and uh, for many, many years, it was wildcrafted by the Guarani people. Mm -hmm. The natives of the area simply just went along and collected the leaves for their own use. In fact, thanks to its medicinal benefits, they considered it a gift from the gods. That's pretty high praise. Yeah, it's quite a well-used plant. And they actually traded it with other pre-Hispanic cultures, the Incas and the Charruas. And in the early 16th century, we have the arrival of the conquistadors. Now, this is an interesting story because up until this point, this plant had been wild-crafted. We don't see any efforts to commercially cultivate it until shortly thereafter. So now we begin with the conquistadors. They bring the Jesuit priests who then figured out how to cultivate yerba mate. They enjoyed it, and they started putting it into farms and kind of doing it for their own use. Well, in 1767, they were expelled. That's and such a nice way of saying that. They were kicked out of the country. <laughs> they were tossed aside. But the knowledge of how to cultivate yerba mate went with them. Yep. Now, in the 19th century, a French botanist rediscovered the way to cultivate yerba mate, and then he disappears, and so does the secret of cultivation. I know. How weird, huh? It's like, it's like a curse. <laughs> so we actually don't have any commercial cultivation until literally early part of the 20th century. So up until that point, all of the health benefits and all of the great things about yerba mate were really restricted 
to that particular area and to the native people. Now, as a result of commercial cultivation, obviously it was more widely used, mm -hmm. and subsequently it has been exported to a lot of countries. It's growing in popularity here like crazy. Yes, it is. And you will find it in many of the coffee and tea houses around the country. Why? Well, yerba mate has a few stimulants and a lot of health benefits. And when we get back, we're going to jump into what are all the good reasons to drink yerba mate, as well as how you can make a cup for yourself. And later in the show, we're going to talk about my experiences with this unbelievable herbal tea, as well as those of our young cohorts here at the Maya Tea Company. Let's see if we can get them out of their cubbies and get them on the air. <laughs> so we'll be right back. Stay with us here on Steeping Around. Hey everyone, this is Sarah from the Maya Tea Company, and I want to know, what happened to tea time? I know, I know, it seems like this ancient ritual, but it's not all about the porcelain cups and crumpets. It's all about a break from your busy lifestyle. When I was growing up, my parents would sit at the breakfast table together every morning and split a pot of coffee. They'd trade the newspaper back and forth and just enjoy each other before waking the kids up or rushing off to work. That was their American tea time. And now, even that seems old-fashioned. We've entered into this age of breakfast bars and Starbucks drive throughs and any amount of relaxation comes with a little bit of guilt. That's why it's more important than ever to fight for your right to relax. We should be on the front lines for tea time. And it doesn't really matter what you put in your cup. It could be tea, it could be coffee, it could be a smoothie, just a glass of water. Just take a moment every day to enjoy yourself, to enjoy your life. And if you do enjoy tea, we can help. We've got something for everybody at www.mayatea.com. And don't forget that coupon code, STEEP. Cheers! We're back here at Steeping Around. I am your host, Manish Shaw, and we are talking all things tea. Joined by happy producer, Terry Clark. Pleasure to be here. And it's a pleasure to talk about yerba mate because it is beloved in our office. It sure is. Oh, man. It's, it's very <laughs> different. And it has a lot of health benefits. The health benefits really start with its essential chemistry. In a way, despite the fact that it's from the holly family, it's actually a lot like regular tea. Regular tea, Camellia sinensis, actually has something called xanthines in it. Now, that's a fancy word for stimulants. Hmm. Well, yerba mate has them too. In fact, it has the same three. It has caffeine, theobromine, okay. and theophylline. Ah. So if any of you remember all of my diatribe on those three things weeks and weeks ago about those stimulants, well, yerba mate has them too. And that is what accounts for their energizing effects. Hmm. Caffeine wakes you up. Theobromine is actually a bronchial dilator. Helps you breathe better. And theophylline helps increase the dopamine levels in your brain. So it's kind of a feel-good compound. That's so pretty cool. It I didn't is know really that. cool. That's why, that's why green tea is so popular because it's quite heavy in those three things. Oh. And that's why yerba mate is gaining in popularity. But caffeine-wise, ooh, is it bringing it? A cup of yerba mate can have as much as a cup of coffee. So in a way... 
Yerba mate herbal tea can be even more stimulating than a regular cup of tea. So it has, in comparison with an average cup of coffee, it has just about as it much? It can. It wow. can, depending upon how, you, how much you use it. Why do you think everybody in this office loves it so much? Well, just to put that in perspective for people, the average cup of black tea has less than half of the amount of caffeine right. as a cup of coffee. So yeah. just to put that in. And green tea is one-sixth. Right. So it really gives puts it into some perspective as to exactly how stimulating yerba mate can be. Wow. Other health benefits include uh, very high antioxidant counts, so it's very good in that regard. It's shown effective in clinical studies as an agent against cancer cells. It's got a lot of minerals, including chromium, copper, iron, manganese. So it has lots of trace minerals that can be helpful for the body as well. It actually has some anti-inflammatory effects also. Oh, wow. So it can help with a little cholesterol. And thanks to its high stimulating tendencies, it's also found to be effective in weight management and obesity because it revs up your metabolism. It revs I, lots of things up. I but bet. apparently it's good in weight loss. And you will actually find it in this country as uh, an element in many of the weight loss pills and potions that are sold here. Huh. Making a cup of yerba mate is pretty easy. Now, traditionally, they make it in a really cool way. Back in South America, you'll find people who have literally gourds. Mm -hmm. You can hold them in your hand, and they're kind of finished and carved out and dried. And they take fresh yerba mate leaves, or maybe slightly dried, and they put hot water in it, not boiling hot, somewhere around 140 to 160 degrees, which is about 40 degrees cooler than boiling water. And then they have a special kind of a straw called a bombilla. And the straw is really cool because it has little holes in the bottom, really teeny tiny holes. And so the tea can be sucked up through the straw, but the little holes keep all the mate and all the leaves at bay. So it acts like a filter then. It acts like a filter. And That's, it's really cool. I've never actually seen one. I've heard about the, the bombilla and everything, but I've never, never actually seen, one? seen No. Oh, I have to bring one in. I actually was gifted one oh, yeah. from an old, old Argentinian friend of the family. Wow. And he gave me one, and it actually has, it's a silver one, and it actually has the year, and it was inscripted in 1956, so I will have to Yeah, I totally you. want to see it. I know. I don't know why I've never brought it in for anybody to see. I've been hanging on to this, this Some possession. Some kind of personal treasure you well, keep I, on a I, pillow at home. It was, it was pretty valuable to me. He's a old, dear family friend, and when he found out that I was in the tea business, he gave me this straw, and he would talk about how old men in Argentina would sit around play dominoes or cars, drink yerba mate, and watch the pretty girls go by. That's so awesome. <laughs> it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful man. But if you want to make yerba mate at home, you don't have to go through quite that much effort. You basically need, I would say for the true benefits, almost uh, two teaspoons per cup. If you were in our office, it'd probably close to a tablespoon. Especially two, if Nick was making it. Yeah, if Nick is making it. Oh my gosh, it's like soup. <laughs> two or three teaspoons per eight ounces. Now, you don't want to use boiling hot water. You want to use kind of steaming hot water. So if your water gets to boiling, give it a couple minutes to cool down. And then go ahead and add your mate leaves and give it about three or four minutes to really steep and to really get all the goodness out of those leaves. Strain it as you would any tea and enjoy. When we come back, we're going to talk about some of my early experiences with yerba mate. Not all good, I might add. <laughs> and then we are going to talk with some of the youngins here in the office who love yerba mate more than any other tea. Stay with us. We'll be right back here on Steeping Around.
Hello everyone, this is Nick coming at you from the Maya Tea Company. Although most of my work is limited to assisting the company at the local Tucson farmers markets, the benefits in working in and around the Maya Tea Company are many. When I first started to work here, it dawned on me that they had a huge supply of yerba mate, which just happens to be my favorite stimulating beverage. It felt as though I was right at home. When I used to do a lot of travel and keeping long hours playing in a band and going to college, yerba mate was my beverage of choice. I've been drinking yerba mate for years now and I appreciate that it doesn't make me quite as jittery as coffee. It has a host of vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, amino acids, the list goes on. Working for the Maya Tea Company in the Tucson Farmers Markets requires that you are on your A-game at all times. And for me, yerba mate is the perfect beverage to assist with that. So the next time you're in the market for purchasing some of the finest yerba mate, visit us at mayatea.com and don't forget to enter the coupon code STEEP to receive 15% off. Thank you so much. Welcome back to Steeping Around. I am your host, Manish Shah, and we are talking all things tea, joined, as always, by uber-cool producer Terry Clark. Thanks for having me. You know that we love your email and your comments and your questions. If you'd like to send us something, our email address is steep at mayatea.com. That's S-T-E-E-P at mayatea.com. You can also fan us on Facebook. We run weekly contests where you might be able to get some free tea from us. We have Facebook sites for both the Maya Tea Company as well as Steeping Around. And as always, please visit our website at www.mayatea.com. In addition, I'm going to be around at some other places instead of Tucson, Arizona in the month of June. From June uh, 3rd through the 5th, I will be in San Diego at Coffee Fest speaking. And I will also be at the World Tea Expo June 24th and 25th. So if you happen to be in those areas and would like to sit and chat, maybe even break bread, send an email to the show, and we'll see if we can make some arrangements to either have you come into one of the trade shows or meet us afterwards for a drink or something. This week we're talking about yerba mate, and it happens to be one of the favorite choices amongst the staff here, probably because the stimulants, I imagine. But we've decided to not only record the show from the office today, but also drag in a couple of the young ones who like yerba mate so much. Before I put them on the spot, though, I have to give you our story about how I sort of uh, got into the yerba mate phase. At first, I did not like yerba mate. I had tried many different types and was firmly convinced that it was not a gift of the gods, as we had spoken about earlier, but sent from the devil. I had uh, originally cupped it and decided that it was an interesting combination of a taste like really bitter green tea and ashtray remains. And it just was disgusting. And then I found out over time that I had to be a little bit more discerning about the kinds of yerba mate we were bringing in. So ultimately, we settled in on an organic, fair trade, unsmoked, with no stems version, which is made by a particular farm down in South America that does just an incredible job. It happens to be the only kind of mate that I can stand, but apparently it is beloved because the people who drink our yerba mate just love it. Two people in particular who love it, Sarah Price, editor of the show. Hi, everybody. As well as Zoom Zoom Nick, who helps us with the farmer's market, Nick Zamowski. Hi. So I have a question for the two of you. 
I know you pretty well, and you both have very different dietary choices and lifestyles. Now, Sarah is typical, regular person. She eats everything, drinks everything, and you love yerba mate. But meanwhile, Nick is very deliberate in his choices. You are both a vegan. You eat only raw food. You don't drink alcohol a lot, very rarely. In fact, when you come to our parties, which are, you know how they are, they're crazy. They are. They're, they're a lot of fun. Yeah, indeed. And when you're there, you will actually abstain from all of the good wine that I... Sometimes. Sometimes you'll partake. Yeah, you like the organic beer. I do. But, but you also bring your own mate to our parties. More often than not, that's right. Or to any party that you go to. So why, why do you love mate, and what is it about it that makes you choose that instead of, say, for example, hanging out with us and drinking wine? Well, as far as a stimulating beverage, it is my favorite. Um, I don't mind the flavor of it. I'll oftentimes, in fact, add a little bit of raw cacao powder and local raw honey and do my own kind of yerba mate ambrosia, so to speak. You actually have tasted that ambrosia. It's pretty good. It's not going to get me off my wine at my party, <laughs> but, but it's pretty good. It's pretty good. And Sarah, what's what's in it for you for your mate? For me, it is all about the stimulation. I do like the uh, <laughs> the flavor, but it's all about the stimulants for me. I'm a coffee drinker. Manish actually gives me a hard time every day for coming into the office where we have tons of good teas, and I make myself a cup of coffee every morning. And it's not that I don't love tea as well, but I need that kick. I've been kicking myself for years, and uh, mate is one of the best <laughs> things to help me do that. So. We also have some fairly good coffee in the house. Not just fairly good coffee, but a lot of great coffee because many of our clients are coffee roasters and they send us some amazing coffee. So we're not here to bag on coffee in any way. I just question Sarah's choice to have coffee every day. Yeah, well, I have mate quite a bit too. And, uh, you know, usually it'll be coffee first thing in the morning and then mate in the afternoon. But honestly, mate gives me just as much of a kick as coffee does. Mm. Well, a lot of us consume mate, especially after lunch when we've fallen into a little bit of a lunch coma, depending upon where everybody goes or what we've brought in to eat. So it certainly helps us keep going and stay focused. But it's not just about the caffeine. In fact, mate is the tea that initially got me into tea at all. It's the reason that I'm here working for the Maya Tea Company today. There was a little place in Flagstaff, Arizona called Buzz's Yerba Mate Bar. It's not there anymore, but they'd serve it in the traditional fashion in a gourd with a bombilla, and they fill the gourd half full of mate. So it's really potent. And when you take a sip... It probably tastes the way that Manish described it earlier. You make this horrible <laughs> bitter tea face and it's hard to get through that first cup, but they give you a whole pot of hot water and you keep on pouring the water over the tea leaves and keep consuming it. And by the time you're on your fourth or fifth cup, it hardly tastes like anything anymore and you wish it did. But the, the cool thing is it takes about an hour to get through those four or five cups. And you sit there with whatever friend you went in with or whatever book you came in with. And not only are you completely hooked on mate by the time you've finished your infusions, but you've had an incredible conversation. You feel powerful, like you can take on the world. You know, it's also about the time that it takes to drink it. So I guess I should be grateful to Yerba Mate because had it not been for that venerable plant, you wouldn't be with us here today. That's right. 
Well, we have a lot to be grateful for, that's for sure. We want to thank you for listening to our show this week. Next week, we're going to continue with our seventh in the series of herbal teas. We weren't going to do a seventh, but you asked for it. We had a listener email ask us about catnip. Now, it doesn't happen to be a tea that we carry in our line, so I've brought it in. We've looked at it. We've tasted it. We've analyzed it, and we're going to give you the results. So be sure to join us as we talk about catnip tea, which would be interesting because I'm allergic to cats. So it's not, it probably wouldn't have been one that I would have chosen sort of cheerfully. So we'll see where we get with this. Thank you very much for listening. I appreciate all of you folks for joining us. Thank you, Nick. Thank you. Thank you, Sarah. Of course. As always, thank you, Producer Terry. Pleasure to be here. And thanks to you folks as well. Remember, it's always more fun when you're steeping around. Have a great week. Mm-hmm.